the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. What would you do with $44 million every day? How would you spend that? How would you spend $44 million a day? If you thought about that, you probably, you can't even fathom that much money every day. There used to be some movie with uh, Richard Pryor back in the day where I think he had to spend like a million dollars over 30 days. And then if he did that successfully without owning anything, that was kind of the idea. You can't give it away, but you got to find ways to spend it and not own anything at the end of it. Then he got $10 million or 30. I forget. It was called Brewster's Millions. Remember that movie? Did you guys ever watch that movie? You guys are <laughs> nodding your head. Yeah. With all of that, what would you spend $44 million a day on? What could you possibly do with that? Um, let me tell you, you might be thinking that's a crazy number and it is a crazy number, except it's a number that's real. And what that number is, is this, are you ready for this? If you spent $44 million every single day since the birth of Jesus Christ, 2023 years, I realize it's give or take five or six, but if you spent $44 million every day, you still will not have spent as much as the national debt. Did you know that? I just want to let that sit there for a second there. If you spent, like right now, I'd love to know, what would you spend $44 million on every day? If you could do that for over 2,000 years since the birth of Jesus, okay, since the time of Caesar Augustus, you pick your uh, your historical figure at the uh, uh, 80 BC mark, you know, uh, $44 million a day, you still will not have spent the national debt, which is $33 trillion. Some of you right now are breaking out your calculator. Some of you are are uh, pulling the car over. I, every time I figure that number out, and it keeps going up. I think when I first started doing that, uh, I was talking about like $28 million a day. It's up to $44 million a day. That is the, uh, the federal debt of $33 trillion. Let me give you another one. What if you could spend $5.5 billion with a B? every day for a year, for one year, $5.5 billion every single day. What would you do with that? If you could spend, I mean, a billion dollars, you can't even actually wrap your mind around it. $5.5 billion a day. I think that would, yeah, that would make you, that would make you overwhelmingly multiple times over the richest person on the planet, you would have more wealth than most people have ever had if you could just spend $5.5 billion a day. You know what that figure is? $5.5 billion a day? Here's what it is. It's how much money we overspent this year. That is the 2023 federal budget deficit. That's how much the federal government is overspending this year every single day. billion 
we're spending more than what we're bringing in. These numbers are so big that I've read that some scientists say that our brains can't really wrap our mind around it, that the number is just too big. And that's one of the problems with it is that when we say it, it's so shocking. We, our first thought is to deny it. Our first thought is to say that can't possibly be true. How could we be spending $5.5 billion a day overspending? We're spending a lot more than that. We're overspending by $5.5 billion every single day. That, by the way, is far more money than we're giving to Ukraine, if you just want to put that in there. That amount of money is more than twice what we spend on our entire military as a country. And we're spending it, overspending it, Every single day. We're putting it on the credit card every single day. And you know what's happening to our national credit card is the interest rate is going up. Did you know that? We pay interest on that money. And a huge part of your tax dollars when you pay taxes is not going to the military. And it's not going to Ukraine. And it's not going to hurricane relief in Hawaii or Florida or anywhere else. It's not going to roads and bridges or infrastructure. It's not going to government studies. It's not going to um, fund laboratories in this country or in Wuhan, China, or wherever you want to say we're spending money. It's going in the toilet. It is just interest. We are spending so much Money. Now, I'm bringing that up because yesterday in the Washington Post and in several news articles, they picked this up. The Washington Post and other news articles said the federal deficit unexpectedly is set to double this year. And the unexpected word is the one I keyed in on because several news organizations use the word unexpected, which is not true. It's not unexpected. People always keep these numbers. There's people out there crunching the numbers every day. There's websites that crunch the numbers every day. This is what's going on. It's not complicated. It's not unexpected. It's only unexpected because if you keep hearing the news and you keep hearing about how good the economy is and how uh, President Biden has lowered the deficit to $1.7 trillion, you know, here's what's true. And by the way, the president keeps, uh, keeps bragging about that. Uh, that he lowered the deficit $1.7 trillion, the biggest lowering of the deficit in the history of mankind. Uh, the thing is, is this is the case, okay? And the Washington Post, by the way, gives President Biden not just four Pinocchios, but four Pinocchios pants on fire. That is their their fact checker's worst rating for something being not true. They have this thing that they do, which I think is pretty funny. They'll take like something a president says and they'll try to weigh out, okay, what are the possibilities of what he means and what's true? Is the person lying? Are they just misinforming people? Are they misspeaking? There's different levels of it. And what they do is they if the person is telling the truth, they throw down some Geppettos. And they're like, you know what? This is two tri- you know, Geppettos. It's kind of true. But if, they're, if it's not true, then based on the level of it not being true, they throw down a Pinocchio. And if it's kind of sort of misleading, well, you might get one or two Pinocchios. But if it really looks more like a lie, now you're going to get three or four. Four Pinocchios is the worst number of Pinocchios. But then there's you light them on fire. It's pants on fire. You're just lying. This is, the, this is what the Washington Post says every time President Biden comes out and brags about cutting the deficit by $1.7 trillion. And here's why they do that. It's because what the president, what happened, and first of all, by the way, Congress is a part of this, okay? So don't let the Republicans off the hook, okay? Democrats and Republicans, 
have piled on to this debt, especially in the last uh, 23 years. And uh, it's it's out of control. Um, but he's the president now, and he keeps bragging about this. This is his point. It's true that from the time he took office, when he took office in 2020 and 2021, the 2020 deficit was about $3.5 trillion, by far the biggest deficit we've ever had. And it got down to uh, about uh, $1.5 billion, maybe $1.4 trillion. It's hard to even remember. That number is so high. $1.4 trillion. It was $3.5 trillion, um, and uh, he got it down to or the you know the government got it down to 1.4 ish trillion dollars and he's bragging about that or 1.5 but the thing is is that he didn't do anything the congress didn't do anything either what happened is the covid spending went away so if you really want to have a a fair comparison of where we're at you got to take out 2020 through you know 2021 we just spent like crazy if you go back to 2019 before the covid the deficit was almost $1 trillion a year. This year in 2023, without the COVID spending, it's going to be $2 trillion. It's gone up. It's almost doubled. All right. That And the thing is, these articles said oh, it's unexpected. It's not unexpected. It's there. And we have been hiding that. But the thing is about this is that it's math. And you can spin all you want to, but eventually the math is going to catch up. And the math catches up with us. It really does. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I can't undersell. If you want to join the conversation, that's the number, 888-528-2557. I cannot undersell how important this is because the interest we're paying on that alone is also driving the inflation, and this is where it matters to you and me. We have gas prices that are super high. Do you know that the gas prices right now, even though they're lower than what they were at the beginning of last summer. Remember when it got up to six, seven dollars a gallon here in uh, uh, in California? I paid over seven one time accidentally because I pulled into the wrong place, and uh, you know it's shocking. The gas prices are leading to the inflation. You know that you are paying sixteen percent more money in the last two years for everything. Sixteen percent, everything is that high. So the inflation rate right now is around 3%. That, by the way, is high. It's not high like the 9% that we had a year ago last summer, but it's still too high. Economists think it should be, you know, around two. So three has been good news, but it's going back up and these gas prices are going to push it back up. It really is. We have got to get real uh, about the money, about where it is. And, you know, it's funny because there's all this conversation about Whenever the gas prices are going up, then the president can't do anything about it. But whenever the gas prices go down, well, it's because the president did something about it. That's politics. That's normal, you know, as far as, you know, what politicians do. But, uh, you know, I want you to hear some things here. Today, inflation is down to around 3 percent, about one third of what it was one year ago. That's nearest lowest point in over two years. That is a true statement. But he is not pointing out that over those two years, it's up 16% from where we were. That's why it's hard. You people keep asking, well, why is, the, why is the economy hard? Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. You know, people keep asking, why is, you know, if, if the unemployment rate is so low, historically low, and, uh, and it is. I mean, I think there's some fooling around with the numbers that's been going on with that for decades now, I think, uh, a couple of decades anyway. But it's still, I think, pretty low, right? I actually saw a guy. 
I'm not kidding, standing on the, the side of the road with a sign. It's a cardboard sign. And this guy was not saying, give me money. This guy was not saying, give me a job. This guy was looking to hire somebody. I've never seen that before in my life. Maybe that's been out there before, but this guy was a guy, an employer of some kind, and it was in a, like a business park area I was driving through. I can't even remember where it was. He's got this cardboard sign, and he's asking people to driving by, hey, you need a job? I'd like to hire you. Like, that's where we are, where, you know, when you go to the malls, you know, there's all these empty stores and all these places. And, you know, you would think that that is the sign of a great economy, but it's not a great economy when you have the crazy inflation that we have. It means that people are actually making less money. And that's where we feel it. I think that's why people are are very, very uh, frustrated with with all of that. And we don't seem to understand. Tell me if you if if you feel like we don't get this. I feel like we believe somehow that there's that federal money is magic money, that it's not your money, right? That it's not taxpayer. It's it's magic money. And I think that we have magic money on the brain, that we think this money just appears. Whenever we say, hey, you know what, uh, companies need to pay people more. So let me give you another a local example here. In West Hollywood, West Hollywood has the highest minimum wage in the country. It's uh, just over $19 an hour for a minimum wage. Now, I am definitely on the page of we need to have livable wages and think if you have a full-time, like, normal job, you ought to be able to live somewhere. Uh, that's a huge problem in California. It needs to be resolved. But if if you think the solution is just raising the minimum wage, it's not. Listen to these uh, uh, business owners right here in West Hollywood. This has been a huge problem for us. Since they opened, the city raised the minimum wage to $19.08 per hour, the highest in the country. And they're also following the city's requirement for additional paid time off for full-time and part-time employees. We're going to have to cut down the hours. We're going to have to um, cut down the amount of employees that we have for shifts. Uh, That means that wait times may increase. You know, we're going to do whatever we can to survive. You know, why don't we just pay everybody a minimum salary of a million dollars a year? Like, why not? Like, what's preventing us from doing that? What prevents us from saying, hey, if in California, you've got to make about 80 or $90,000 just to live here? What's stopping us from making that the minimum wage? What's stopping us is math. Can I just explain that? And, and I'm, I, I don't want you to misunderstand. And I think, you know, as Christians, this should be a concern that we have, that people who are working hard, who are working full-time jobs, who are not lazy, they're, they're not doing something wrong, they're working full they should be able to live somewhere doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be, you know, there should be, you know, there's always going to be, you know, rich and poor and people like that. But we should be able to have a, a society where people can live. Does that make sense? I think most of us would agree with that. It's how we get there. And see, and this is what I'm talking about, magic money. So you raise the minimum wage to $19 an hour. What do you, where do you think that money comes from? It comes from the consumer. When you, when you charge businesses this uh, any amount of money when you say you have to pay people this month much yeah and i know there's oil companies and there's some some filthy rich companies that ought to be paying people more and that's something to address but most of your companies almost every restaurant that you see anywhere almost every small business drive down any street in la san diego wherever you are they're barely making it okay and when you say you got to pay people more and you make it mandatory your choices are to 
raise the price of everything you have. That's why things are crazy in the prices. That's inflationary. You have to fire people. You have to lay people off. You have to make people work more hours. It is a crisis, and it's a crisis right now in West Hollywood. Most of our businesses in the critical state of business meeting that we recently had with city staff have said that they are looking at laying off 20% of their workforce uh, to adjust to the new expenses that they're facing. 20%. Why? Because they raised that minimum wage. It's See, I feel like we think that there's magic money, and Washington thinks it. I think our local governments think that. And I think that we just believe that companies, the reason people aren't paying enough or paid enough, and they're not, is because companies and the owners of the companies, the corporations are just greedy and they're just holding back. You know, there's certain examples of that. Don't get me wrong. But most companies, that's not what's happening. These things hit your church, by the way. Just speaking as a, a pastor where you have to also play the role of of you know, CEO or your board does that, or there's, it's a business, right? You pay people and you're affected by these minimum wages. You know, it is something that is causing churches to not be able to pay for staff or to, to do crazy stuff. There's crazy things I follow as a pastor, you know, where churches just put out this, you know, this job description. Somebody was joking about this and I found this, uh, I got this emailed and it was a joke, but it, it sort of landed as true where a church is asking for 30 years of, of ministry experience and a demand in the job, you know, application process that you don't have any other jobs, that you don't have any side jobs or anything else, that you're just totally committed to the church and uh, you have to have a PhD or a doctorate of some kind and we're going to pay you $19,000 a year. It's not quite that bad, but uh, it's it's pretty funny. Like whenever I hired people, and your church goes through this, if you got to hire people in California, you it's very difficult to get somebody from out of state if they're if you think they're the right person because you can't they can't afford it they they can't even fathom how much it costs to live here. This is a big deal, but it's not magic money. There is a a problem that we have as a culture when it comes to money, where we live in a fantasy world. We think that the government can just keep spending, and it can't. Can I repeat those numbers to you? $44 million a day. If you spent $44 million every single day from today to the birth of Christ, 2023 years, give or take, I understand, you still haven't reached the national debt of $33 trillion. If you spent $5.5 billion, billion with a B, every single day for a year, that's the budget deficit just for this year. Twice as much as the entire military budget, we're overspending in our, our budget. You can't keep doing that. And you can't keep raising minimum wage because what happens is it just raises the cost of everything. In order for that restaurant to stay open, they're going to have to charge more for the food. And they're going to have to charge more for everything. That's where it comes because that money, it's not magic money. It's your money. Right. When 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 people are paid more and, and I think people should get paid more, but the person paying it isn't the employer. It's you. When we say tax the corporations, you know, there's some math where maybe a couple of them, there might be a little bit more income for the government, but the corporations pay no taxes. You pay it. And maybe they pay that money because they fire a few people and they consolidate. Maybe they pay that money because they do have some extra profits in certain years and they don't think about it. But when things get tight, then they're going to raise the prices. See, the way they get that money is not some kind of magic fairy money that shows up. It's through 
the selling of goods and services. That's how things work. And the people who pay for that are you and me. You know, that is that is the reality. And, uh, you know, right here, it just gets worse and worse. West Hollywood again. There are a myriad of reasons why a uh, higher minimum wage is necessary. Christopher Lillian works in the restaurant industry, and some of his friends are really struggling. I have many coworkers that are homeless, working full time at the current minimum wage. I'm renting a room from a friend, so that helps me with rent. But even at that price point with my rent, I still have moments where I'm like, do I pay for this or pay my rent? Do I buy this or pay my rent? $20 minimum wage, while it sounds like a lot in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles, West Hollywood area, doesn't go anywhere. Several business leaders say there must be some sort of a middle ground. Um, I'm all for a, a, a livable working wage, and you know, I believe in that. It's just a matter of how can businesses sustain this? Yeah, see, it's, it's not wrong to say people ought to be paid correctly. But it's wrong to assume that you can just wave a magic wand and do it. How many other things do you think that we're just being, you know, fanciful about that we are imagining? I think we do this in our own budget. If you think, you know, I've had terrible credit card debt before. I've told you that before. You know, you should do the math. It'll it'll uh, it will it will affect your day if you do the math to figure how much time it's going to take you to pay off your your credit card debt. This is a big deal. What do you think we should do? How do we get grounded in reality? and turn this around. We have to, or there's going to be no country. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll take your calls and uh, show you some other fantasies that are going around uh, in our uh, world today as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. We're talking about the uh, federal budget deficit. It has doubled in the last year, $2, billion, $2 trillion overspending. Trillion is a huge number. I mean, it's something that, you know, when people say, you know, well, we should do this or we should do that, you know, fine. But it hardly makes a dent, even some of the biggest things. What are we going to do? This has to turn around. You have to, in order to stop the national debt from growing from $33 trillion and continuing to grow quickly, you got to stop the deficits every year that are now $2 billion without the, the COVID to blame. It's one thing when you got COVID or a national crisis or you go to war or something. But this is unprecedented this high. It's twice as much as 2019. And it's been going up. So... Uh, really important to not just blame Biden or the Democrats or the Republicans. Everybody has uh, piled onto this as a culture, uh, you know, and I think as the voter. And think about this for a minute. You, we are, what, six months away, seven months from Super Tuesday, where we're going to vote. The people that you vote for in that primary might even be more important than the people you vote for next November with respect to the idea that, you know, in November you might just have a bad choice. It's the primaries where you have an opportunity to change direction, to say in your party or however you want to vote, we're not going to go in the same way. We're going to get somebody else. That's that's what the primary is about. That's coming up. See, what happens is, is that we tend to just actually we tend to not vote at all in the primary. So a small number of people tend to vote and they vote for the same people who keep making the same mistakes uh, every time. You know that Congress 
whichever party, almost entirely gets reelected. In the last election that was supposed to be this big deal in 2022, there was only, I think, one governorship in the whole country that got reversed. That was Nevada. Just one. Uh, we What we tend to do is we say it's Congress's fault and all those bad people or Sacramento's fault, all those bad people, but it's not my congressperson, and so we keep voting for them. 888-528, and then everybody does that, right? Then everybody gets reelected. How do we turn this around? How do we save $2, billion, $2 trillion from the federal budget? 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh. Pastor Scott, I love your show, but I think you're way off base on this. Why? Um, for, well, if you want to cut the national debt, if you want to cut the debt, you have to raise taxes. Because people, you cannot take elderly people off Medicare. Right. You're not going to do away with Social Security. And you're not going to, you can't do away with Medicaid. You know, Medicaid isn't just paying for poor people's health care. Medicaid pays... 65% of Medicaid expenditures go for elderly people in nursing homes. That's right. And, you know, if you want to keep people, if you want to reduce the debt, number one, you get these employers like Amazon and Walmart to pay a living wage so that people can afford health insurance. Many people on Medicaid uh, work, work. They yeah. work at Walmart. You, they work for Amazon. Did you hear they us in the beginning? Hold on a second. Companies. Did you hear us in the beginning talk about the, uh, the living wage issue at the beginning of our, the last segment? Well, I heard you saying that if you increase the wage, it's going to increase prices, it's going to blah, blah, blah. We need to increase what workers make and take better care of our workers. Okay, I agree with you, but where does that money come from? Wait a minute. You know something? It comes from making these corporate billionaires and millionaires are the fastest growing part of the economy. Okay. The wage gap has increased tremendously. So I'm not talking about communism. But I'm talking about a fair economic system where these people, you don't, I don't want Jeff Bezos not paying any taxes and having a, a $3 billion yacht in the Mediterranean right. while, his work, while I have to pay for his workers' health care. You don't want to go on a spaceship? Where's the outrage about that? Where's the outrage about that? Are, are you happy that we're, we are paying, we're subsidizing Walmart, Amazon, Costco, we're subsidizing the companies. We get cheaper prices, but we're paying it on the other end for their workers' health care. Are you in favor of that? No, but I'm, I'm, what I'm arguing is that I, I feel like our debt is so out of control. $2 trillion. You can take all of Jeff Bezos' money, and you can take all of Elon Musk's money, and you can start throwing in the however many billionaires there are and take all of their money, which obviously you can't do that. You know how much? No, I don't think that the take all their money. Right, but I'm pointing out that if you did, wait a minute. I'm pointing out that if you did, you still don't have enough money. So what do we cut? Something's got to come out. No, I don't. You know something? I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can cut Social Security. I'm not sure you can cut Medicare. I'm with you, and that's. Oh yeah, and, and you, How do you you're do all that? you're all for having babies born to mothers that really don't that can't afford to take care of them. So we're yeah, I'm not for killing babies. That. We're gonna have no. I know you're not, and I admire that about you. But then pay for it. We're gonna have to raise taxes. That has to be part of the equation. Do you think that's it? Do you think I that's didn't enough? Say that's it. I do you said, think that's enough? No. I said it's. There are multiple things that have to be done. There's no simplistic solution. Yeah. What do you think we you can cut? To, this is what I'd like to know because I, you know, we can raise taxes. That's fine. But I, what? What do you want to cut? I think, you, I think. I think you can cut defense spending. 
All right. I so we we have no military. We still are overspending by no, a billion dollars no, a year. I, I, no, no. I'm just pointing out. I'm no. pointing out, David, how how we are so I, over. We are overspending well, by so well, much. If you got rid of the military, we're still spending a trillion dollars more all, every year. We've been buying. Government has been financing debt since Alexander Hamilton founded the the, the central bank. Not to I more mean, than our GDP. Not to what it is well, now. What know, I'm looking for, David, is you know, cuts. We still. I well, want really big cuts. Cut. How do we do that? But you know, I, first of all, I'm not an economist. But I'll tell you one thing: we still have the strongest economy in the world. Everybody wants to denominate their assets in dollars. That's so true. Obviously, you may be panicked about it, but the rest of the world isn't. Do I agree we should uh, spend our money wisely? Yes. I think there are a lot of things we need to do, none of which any politician wants to do. Yeah, I agree with cut that. Medicare, cut Social yeah. Security. David, I appreciate uh, your call. I want to go on to some, I've got okay. other people calling. I want to okay. go on, no, but I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You know, uh, you know, one of the things he's pointing out is how much money is going into Medicare, how much money goes into other stuff. Even the military, when you talk about that, I think half. Maybe it's more than half of the military budget is actually welfare. It's salaries. It's paying for people. It's paying the, the salaries that we pay for people. So cutting the military and letting people, you know, shrinking the military, if that's your idea, you're putting people out of work. They're going to have to get work somewhere. And so this is why this is complicated. You know, David's call, I think, is exactly why this is hard, is that who, who's ready to give up? Are you ready to give up your Social Security? It's not enough already. You're going to give up your Medicare. It's not enough already. You, uh, what are we going to give up to save two trillion dollars a year? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Chris and Whittier, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. Hi, Chris. Great day. What are we going you know, to? Cut? I wasn't going to call. I was just digging the show and just totally rolling with it. But your last caller, David, God bless his soul, forced me to pick up this phone, and you know his vision of how the economy works is why we'll never pay that debt down because they don't see the linkage it, you know we're, we're this debt is kind of like a human nature loop it's like when you go uh, and you play the stock market you buy a thousand dollars of stock on something and it goes up a hundred dollars a share and all this money now everything everything supposed to tell you now sell that stock high sell it high Wait till it drops down, then buy it low. But human nature will never let you sell it high because you'll say, well, tomorrow it'll go up another $100. And then same thing happens. If it goes down, you panic and you sell it. You blow it away and take all your loss. It's human nature. It's like in the casinos, they don't care if you win $100 of the roulette table because you'll lose $500 in the next hour because you taste that little bit of victory and you'll chase that rabbit until you got nothing. You know, we used to, though, it wasn't too long ago that as a nation, we actually balanced the budget, right? And this was, uh, this was with a Democratic president and a Republican Congress in the 1990s. We balanced the budget. We had zero budget deficit. Uh, we still had a big debt, but the debt wasn't anything near. I think it was, I think the entire debt at that point was something like uh, maybe $2 trillion. It might be a little low on that, but not much low. And now it's 33 at some point, to me, Chris, the, the math has to kick in. What, I, you know, what concerns me is that one day we're going to say, hey, guess what? There is no Social Security or there is no Medicare. You're on your own. I, I agree with you. I think we're, we're backing ourselves into a corner where you've got four horses, each one tied to a corner of that dollar, and they're all pulling in different directions. 
it's only a matter of time for the whole thing blows up and we lose a dollar. Yeah, I, God knows what is going to come yeah. along to replace it. we got to do something. All right. Thank you, Chris, for your call. 888-528-2557. Ted in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, Ted, City of the Angels, thank you for taking my call. Ted, what do we cut? Um, I, $2 trillion. Well, I, trillion. Yeah. I can, only, I can only talk about my experience uh, as a business owner, and I cut in place because uh, – uh, there's a mindset that uh, even people that are coming here that have never been here, that money grows on trees. Uh, you can't even get a worker out of Home Depot parking lot for less than a 1000 a week, and that's only 40 hours. Uh, and they seem to think that the owner's making uh, hand over fist money. And then you have the people that are hiring you, the contractors, uh, that that don't want to pay uh, what we deserve, and then they want insurance and workman's comp yeah, and everything. We have, all, we have all of that. So, you know, what I think is that it's the magic money. I understand attacking the billionaires and that we should be outraged at the difference between the lowest paid employees and what some CEOs and stuff are making. But I think somehow we've we've translated that into every business and every business owner where we don't realize that most of those people are living paycheck to paycheck or barely making it. And you're right, is the way you, you deal with these, uh, like what they're doing in West Hollywood, is you can raise the rate to $19 an hour, but then people are getting fired, right? Yes. You, you, and they have no, now they have nothing. So they didn't get a raise. They, yep. got all, they lost all of their income. Uh, Absolutely. And that's happened over the course of time here in California, just as we raise the minimum wage even to 15. Now with inflation, and seeing that raises inflation, because eventually it all has to, it's not magic money. It, the economy has to fill itself back in. So, you know, I want, I want people to know, Ted, that and kind of like you're saying, that there are actual consequences to the things that we do. And my, my opinion is at the end of the day, the answer to this is cutting, massive cutting somewhere. Yeah, you can raise taxes. You can tax you know, millionaires and multi-billionaires 90% of their income. Go ahead and do that if you want to. It's not even close to enough. Not even close. That's, that's, that's I think, right. what people need to hear. Tax the rich, fine. You can have that discussion. It's not even close to enough with how we're no. spending. You have to do it in cuts. Uh, and cuts affect people, right? They, they affect our health care, they affect everybody. This is, a, this is a big deal. We've got to ask our people. We've got to make this uh, one of the many political issues and stick to it. i got to go, Ted. I appreciate your phone call. This is Pastor Scott's show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be back for your calls, Joe and Louisa and others, as the uh, Pastor Scott show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. National debt this year. The deficit has doubled from its place in 2019 before the COVID. $2 trillion overspending. That's $5.5 billion a day that the federal government is spending that we don't have every single day. How do you cut? And my argument here, and I'm getting your calls in there, is what do we do about this? And we've had ideas of tax the rich and the other problems that we have, but you can tax the rich all you want. It hardly makes a dent, actually. And the, and the other problem is we would probably just spend that money, right? We would just continue to increase the spending. My thought is you got to cut. So what do you cut? Two, we're $2 trillion a year overspending now. You know what we spend on Social Security? That's the number one thing in the, in the federal budget. 
And if you're on Social Security, you probably realize you're not getting enough. $1.1 trillion in Social Security this year. So that's half. So if we just got rid of everybody's Social Security, we're still overspending by a trillion. What about health care? That's another $740 billion. Of course, we're not going to do any of this, right? That's not going to happen. Uh, and in fact, if you, even people who are proposing saying, look, we got to cut everything, you have to – we're talking about cutting the whole thing out, and you still haven't covered the deficit. That is how badly – we are overspending. And obviously, you're not going to cut the whole thing out. You're probably not really going to cut it at all. 666, the devil number, right? That's how much money we're going to spend this year alone just on the interest on the federal budget deficit. So you take that and you get rid of all health care and secure Social Security. Now, now you have a balanced budget. Obviously, we're not going to do that. So what do you think? 888-528-2557. Joe in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, uh, yes, uh, I think we got to cut in defense. Okay. Uh, we got to start somewhere. You got to start with, in one day, you cannot fix all the problems. Right. But if you start with the defense, uh, I think we're going to go in a, in a, the right way. How much yes. do you think we can cut from our national defense? Let's, let's do half. Whatever. You want to cut it in half? Uh, okay. So yes. here, here's the point I'm making. The national defense uh, is about $670 billion. So we're going to cut it in half, so it's $335 billion we've just saved. We still are spending $1.7 trillion more than what we have, and now we have half the military. And, yes, and that's like mostly say, people out of work, by the way. See what I mean? Is that This I mean, is hard, isn't it? It is, but, I mean, you got to start somewhere because uh, that way – Let's say uh, they start cutting in defense, and then uh, with this, let's say uh, they start cutting in defense next year, and we'll see at the end of the year how we're doing. So we got to start somewhere yeah. to make the cut. Do you think it would make yes. sense to do a cut over everything, just a percentage, 10% across the board? Everything gets cut. I think, I think that's right. Yes, you got it right. And we right. probably go- we can do better, you know? Yeah, yeah. Scary thing is still probably not enough. Joe, thanks for calling. It gets complicated. People say defense. I think people have it in their mind that we just spend this huge amount of money on defense. We do. We spend a lot of money on defense, but it's it's not even close. If you cut, like I said before, if you just have no military, we just decide we're not going to have a military. Okay, we still are spending $1.4 trillion more every year than what we're taking in. And there's now there's no military, which means there's no United States right after that. So obviously you can't do that. 888-528-2557. Plus the military is people. That's the thing is you're not cutting like weapons. You're cutting jobs. That's how you cut that money. Most of it's people. Uh, Soren in Anaheim, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Scott. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, I grew up in a country of Romania, a communist country, and I uh, came here. And I enjoy the life here, and I see the deficit where it, it happens here. And uh, all these people that talk on the show, some people, they have no idea what the communists mean. Well, uh, to cut, you definitely we're going to go that point, that direction, to cut uh, people jobs and come up with some solution. But I think if we become energy independent and start selling, not buying, and start bringing the job bags to the country and sell it to the other people. They buy, like Chinese, they buy 
uh, we buy from Chinese. How about the Chinese buy from us? How about the European buy from us? So we've, if we become energy independent, which and the Democrat uh, uh, leadership is not going to happen. And uh, when I uh, went with my mom in the mountains, I have to pick up the raspberry. And I asked mom, how are we going to fill out the bucket with the raspberry? And he was one by one. So that's we have to go one by one. Just start doing a little bit. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen maybe in 10 years. But we have to do something. We definitely ha- and they- <clears throat> have to turn it around, don't we? Because right now we're not doing anything. Uh, yeah, and right now we're getting worse and worse. Energy independent, I think, is the best idea. And if we produce and sell, definitely we got to go a little bit better. That would change so far, things. Hey, Soren, thanks, thanks for calling thank and thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Carl in Hollywood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hey, Carl, how are you? Okay, how are you doing? Hey, uh, this is my first time calling in, and, and I, I kind of think you, you kind of touched on it. I think the last caller touched on it. It's going to be, it has going to take a, a combination of more than one or a few things. Yeah. First, it's going to have to be both sides of the aisle having a sit-down, tough conversation about what needs to be done. And that hasn't happened. But both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans, are going to have to sit down and have a talk about, you know, this needs to be a priority. You know, uh, and then, we did that 25 years ago, and it worked. But the numbers yeah. were much easier to deal with back then also. Well, the other thing you missed now is 25 years ago, you also had a dot-com boom. And so you had that tough, that tight conversation but then you had this, this influx of development, of investment came in as well that, that produced more money. Yeah, it was a good time. So, yeah, so you need to have that conversation. You need to find, then you need to invest in development, right, to be able to find different ways either to, you know, become energy independent or to develop other means to develop more income for, yeah. for the country, to pay our bills. <sighs> and you need to invest in, in education, because you need to have kids or people who are able to take advantage of these opportunities that we're looking to create. Yeah, but here we're talking about spending more money. And that's, I think, you know, in fact, I looked it up here. I just went back 1995 before we balanced the budget. Yeah. The total revenue of the government was $1.35 trillion, And uh, we had $164 billion deficit, which is nothing compared to right now. Uh, that was much right. easier to right. deal with. Small cuts. And you're right, you know, a small boom in industry helped the, the tax base. But now, that much money, it's so out of control. I appreciate your call. By the way, I want to give you your first-time caller a fanfare. Thank you, Carl, for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. We'll see if I can get a couple of Carls uh, in here. Janice and Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, hi Pastor Scott. Listen, I, I say this. Put up the border wall, send everybody back who we can actually send back, quit supporting illegal aliens, quit putting them in our good hotels in New York, and uh, then they can come in legally just like our relatives did. You know, I got family from Norway and Ireland and yada, 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 and they did it right. I'm tired of, <clears throat> I'm tired of paying for uh, criminals. They're criminals straight and narrow. They're, well, it's they're a... Crim- it's a burden, but uh, in percentage of the national debt, it's not very much. I mean, that's how crazy well, it is, right? It's, it's, uh, well, it's something, but it's not percent. that much. 
you said cut 10% across the board. It's not even close to 10%. But I appreciate what you're, you know, what you're saying is that we're spending money like we've got it and we don't have it. I mean, come yeah. on, give me a Janice, break. Janice, i got to go to the next call here. Thanks for calling. We're almost out of time. Tim, just a few seconds. Tim, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show in Laverne. Yeah, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Hey, um, I know people were talking about cutting the military, and I am not one to cut the military. However, uh, from what I've found out, the military has a lot of wasteful spending, especially on the budgets. From year to year, there's a lot of surplus because they don't use the budget up, and they just continue to put the budget into place with the same amounts mm-hmm. um, like they're it's like they're out there to build we do that in our, our companies right you use it or lose it well i know but yeah. um, you know that needs to kind of stop too so there's a lot of ways to cut out but i think uh again i don't think the government should be giving entitlements out at all to anybody i bet that Things we like have this. massive <laughs> massive waste i'm almost out of time tim i appreciate your call and listening massive waste is a part of that. You know, just as we think about this, it's an overwhelming topic. We're not going to solve it, obviously, right here. But, you know, as we come up on this election, you bring it up. You should write your representatives. We've got to make it a thing. That's what we can do as voters. And then just with ourselves, you know, we should talk about our own personal debts. They're they're crazy. You know, pay your own debts. I think what you find is that Congress ultimately represents the people. And if we, the people, are overspending in our personal budgets, then we're going to see Congress overspend in the budget that uh, they're given, right? I think that is a natural outgrowth of a habit. This is a, natu- a national habit of debt. And as the scriptures tell us, the the debtor is enslaved to the lender. And that does catch up with you. I promise you it does. So, uh, you know, pay your debts. We'll talk about that another time. Tomorrow's Open Line Friday. Looking forward to that. And uh, we're on together each and every day from 3 to 5. You can uh, follow us on social media right now at Pastor Scott Show. Get the podcast everywhere at Pastor Scott Show. Good night. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.